Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Tuesday, August the 23rd, I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today and every day this week, we're looking at some aspect of food security and the major shifts that are putting enormous strain on our global food supply. We are already experiencing acute shortages all over the world. If you like chicken, then don't try ordering it in a restaurant in Singapore. And if you like Dijon mustard, don't try to buy it in France. On Monday's show, we talked about how dietary preferences have increased the demand for grain on a global basis as more and more people shift from plant-based diets to consuming more animal protein. Over the past 30 years, the carbon neutral movement has been pushing the oil industry to an increasing proportion of biofuels. When we think about higher energy prices, we think about the cost to make fertilizer or the cost to run a diesel tractor for the farmer. But one of the big costs for energy is the idea that as energy prices rise, that increases the demand for biofuels. And these fuels, we're familiar with them. Ethanol, which is now in the United States, every gallon of gasoline that you buy, 10% of that is ethanol. And they're talking about taking it to 15% ethanol. We basically hook the global energy markets into the global grain markets. The fact is that we're in a global energy crisis, and the propensity to increase biofuel consumption is only going to continue. We need to point out how big this has already become. For example, if you look at the total global increase in oil production from 2010 to 2020, the world has increased global oil production by about 13 million barrels a day. Somewhere between 8 to 9 million barrels a day came from the U.S. shale oil boom. The second largest item between 2010 and 2020, as far as oil growth is concerned, is in the biofuels category. We basically added the equivalent of 2 million barrels a day of biofuels during that period, which made it the second largest increase in oil source in the world. So if you read the papers done by the International Energy Agency, they project that we're going to have another 30% increase in biofuel consumption in the next four to five years. So the thing is, this high energy crisis has now spilled over directly into global agricultural markets. It's exacerbating a crisis that already exists in the market today. Every year, U.S. farmers plant around 140,000 square miles of corn, 30% of which is used to produce ethanol. Between 1978 and 2018, the ethanol industry received a variety of subsidies, totaling $86 billion, more than both solar and wind industry combined. Despite all of this government support, ethanol is often a money-losing proposition for farmers. It's also one of the least efficient ways to produce energy. So what if American corn farmers replace their fields with solar farms? An acre of corn produces 551 gallons of ethanol, the equivalent of 386 gallons of gas. If you covered an acre of land with solar panels, you would win by a landslide. Solar panels produce 70 times more energy than ethanol. But solar panels don't need to occupy prime agricultural land. You can put solar panels in the desert where lettuce and tomatoes and wheat doesn't grow. Sadly, we've created a situation where we've taken prime agricultural land and donated it to the oil industry instead of using it to grow food. We've taken abundant food supply for granted in the West, and we failed to look at the big picture of what food insecurity actually looks like. We have a growing global population, and biofuels are an interesting idea that unfortunately fails in the return on energy formula. You need to look at how much energy you get out of an energy project and compare that with the energy input required to harvest that energy output. It's so inefficient. One of the consequences of cheap oil is the distorted view of what it costs to create biofuels. 
Yes, on the one hand, we're harvesting the energy of the sun to create ethanol by growing corn. But when you subtract the energy required to run the tractor and till the soil and harvest the corn and ferment the starch, the actual energy output is extremely inefficient compared with other biofuels like even, say, the burning of wood. The artificial economics created by subsidies for biofuels have created distortions that have incented farmers to stop growing food. Over the next 20 years, if the current trend continues, we're going to continue more destruction of agricultural land for growing food and putting it instead to growing ethanol instead of feeding the world's population. I believe it's extremely important for investors, and real estate investors in particular, to understand the various factors affecting land use and to understand why we're facing a global food shortage. We've intentionally removed massive acreage from the global food supply and we're at risk of having hundreds of millions of people face starvation in the coming years. Turns out there's additional factors we'll discuss later this week that are also important for us to understand. You can't adopt a defensive posture nor capitalize on the current market conditions unless you know the risks and the factors affecting the market. So we have the double whammy of folks preferring to eat animal protein instead of vegetable matter in larger and larger numbers all over the world, putting an increasing strain on our agricultural systems. And now on top of that, we've taken acreage offline to produce fuel for the oil industry instead of feeding people. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about another factor that is also contributing to large-scale food insecurity all over the world. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.